The book of Joel 2.23-26 through 26. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the former rain faithfully, and He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust had eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. According to the given place, we can conclude that while we do not possess the element of true and upright joy, we will not be able to receive timely rains in the format of the blessings of God called to satisfy all of our needs, which is why we will not be able to partake in the inheritance of the promised and blessed for us harvest which will swallow up our needs. And for this purpose, we need to apprehend uh, three uh, stages or steps that we need to take to have this blessing. We need to have this, again, true and upright joy. As soon as God sees that it's not emotion, but a uh, voluntary and willful decision that we make, this true and upright joy, to have it, then God will be able to give us the uh, former and latter rain so that we can sow and so that we can reap. And only after that, He will give us blessings and the and He will bless us with wheat. Our vats will overflow with new wine and oil. It's not possible to receive God's blessings without the former and latter rain. And you can't receive the former and latter rain without the truth and upright joy, not emotional joy, but one that is voluntary and willing. And for the purpose to be able to come to God's blessings, we need to apprehend and make a decision to be joyful and glad about God, as about our Lord and our Savior, independent of materialistic scarcity or abundance, regardless of how much we have upon our account, uh, little or much. We don't rejoice because there's much. We don't rejoice because there's little. The wellspring of our joy and gladness is God and Savior. The thing is that materialistic scarcity and abundance, independence of our relationship to them, can either become a result of curses or blessings in our life. And so, having abundance and having scarcity is uh, pretty much a document that we need to, uh, for example, in the schools, in the Soviet schools, they would give us a form, a piece of paper where we would dip into specific solutions that were harmful if you touch them but you would be able to determine what they were based on that uh, paper. And so this is the same kind of thing that will help us determine in a metaphoric sense that we will be able to 
test and examine ourselves uh, whether our joy uh, or sorrow comes from either curses or blessings in our life. And so I rejoice. We don't rejoice because what's on our account, because we're healthy. But if I am ill, if I don't have a lot or have much, and so such abundance, again, and such scarcity are a form of curse if our joy depends on what's there or isn't there. If our joy or our sorrow is inspired and comes from the wellspring of materialistic scarcity or abundance, then scarcity as well as abundance becomes again a curse. If our joy and sorrow uh, is inspired and comes from the wellspring of God himself, then both scarcities as well as abundance are able to activate God's uh, God's will to accomplish his promises in the form of rain and the harvest that follows it. And so if I mourn, I mourn not because I don't have a lot of, uh, in my account, but because I lost my relationship with God when God has covered his face from me. At the time when David was losing everything, he was losing his possessions, he was losing his wives, uh, he asked God, will I be able to dominate the enemy? Will I be able to overcome the enemy? He didn't look at what he was losing. He was looking at God. And the sorrow that he had within that moment was a positive sorrow. It wasn't a, a one dependent upon his own uh, possessions that he had or didn't have. And one of the elements demonstrating rejoice. Uh, rejoice in the Lord, as it states, rejoice in the Lord, is bringing to God your tithes and offerings with joy, because the result of true love for God is always joy. Giving your tithes in sorrow and in, in impurity and for the dead is not obeying the voice of God. And this means to have the state of a blemished emotional joy. What does it mean to give in sorrow? This is not just, I'm giving God and I feel bad, I need this money, I could have done something with it, or something like that. As that widow in the example with Jesus Christ, where she gave her uh, la her last uh, money, that was her uh, day's ration of food. You can come uh, w uh, to church and not maybe have a sense or, or emotional sense of joy in the moment, but you still give to God. Uh, you rejoice in His holy name, and it's not, again, dependent upon our feelings. What has Apostle Arkady showed us, how important it is to possess the state of joy and gladness of the truth, which is not emotion, but a reasonable service before God, and the wellspring of our joy and gladness is God Himself, then when the Lord sees this upright joy, He will bring and give us these uh, former and latter rains, and this will allow our uh, wheat to grow, and our vats will then be overflowed with uh, wine and oil. This is what the enemy is afraid of. Right now we will sing and we will thank God that we have this true and upright joy, which will be the wellspring of all blessing, physically as well as spiritually. And so let us stand and prepare ourselves to honor God and demonstrate our love to Him in this great and wonderful service.
repeat after our pastor that every time when the nation of Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings in the tabernacle of Moses or in the temple of Solomon they were required as a command from God that he gave Moses to stretch out his hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation which they were faithful to for thousands of years we are that same Israel we're connected to the same roots we're nourished by the same olive tree we will do the same thing stretch out your hand over your tithes and pray together with me Heavenly Father 
in the name of Jesus Christ. I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food within your house. I do not give in sorrow. I do not give in impurity. And I do not give for the dead. I, I deeply believe in your unchanging word. And I am glad that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, May your heavenly windows be open to me, and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated.